Welcome back. We can't help but have protests and COVID-19. We'll throw in a fugitive story to mix it up. I'm Mike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. Protests continued Thursday across Alabama in the wake of the George Floyd death at the hands of Minnesota police. This time, they were for the most part less contentious than they had been. In Birmingham, there were a few arrests for curfew violations, although at least several of those were of protesters who had come up from a Mountain Brook protest and were willing to be taken to jail without resistance. There had been some tension in the city earlier in the day. UAB, courthouses, and businesses closed early, and I guess somebody started some buzz about how the Ku Klux Klan was on its way. But if you came into town to see what a Klansman looks like, you were probably disappointed because there were no confirmed sightings. Mobile continued to keep intact its streak of peaceful protests since last weekend's civil unrest, and the gathering in Mountain Brook was another one where folks showed up, were heard, but dispersed quickly after the demonstration was scheduled to end. In Huntsville, law enforcement leaders continued to stand by their actions Wednesday night when they used tear gas and rubber bullets on a crowd that refused to disperse well after the demonstration permit expired and the officers had warned people to leave. Huntsville Police Chief Mark McMurray, quote, We're not going to tolerate unlawful behavior after sunset in downtown Huntsville. You're not going to burn our Huntsville down. Bernard Simelton is the president of the Alabama chapter of the NAACP, which organized the official demonstration. He acknowledged there were people showing up in the crowd who weren't supposed to be there, but he also thought that people needed to be able to express themselves in a peaceful manner and that police showing up in riot gear was a provocation. Several University of Alabama football players have tested positive for COVID-19 this week, reports AL.com's Matt Zenitz. Some sources are putting the number at at least five, but there hasn't been an exact confirmation on that. At least one of the players was involved in player-led workouts earlier this week. That player had been asymptomatic and did not know he was positive until the test came back. Despite the lingering pandemic, more places are getting back to business this weekend. Of note is the OWA Amusement Park in Foley, Alabama, reports AL.com's Lawrence Specker. OWA General Manager Steve Honeycutt promises that if they weren't able to be safe, they wouldn't open up. They have sanitary measures in place and, here comes that phrase again, social distancing plans. And masks, you know the drill here, reduce capacity and they'll be taking your temperature as you enter. Casinos and other places like that are all promising to take everybody's temperature as they enter. Apparently, thermometers are easier to get right now. Clorox wipes. Now think about all that's happened in your life over the past 13 years. Shoot, the last three months are enough. Think about 13 years. AL.com's Howard Koplowitz reports that a man who allegedly ran a multi-million dollar drug operation in Mobile County, Alabama, has been a fugitive and on the lam for 13 years. Norman Young reportedly had connections to Mexican drug cartels, and he escaped a raid on his camper in Mobile County back in 2007. He was arrested this week by U.S. Marshals at a Texas RV park. I have to admit, I do like his travel vehicle style. The way they caught him was that agents found out that his ex-wife was working as a contractor in the Baytown area, and they knew the ex-couple was still in touch with one another. The camper they found him in belonged to her. He'll be brought back to Mobile to face charges. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Y'all have a good weekend. Stay safe out there. We'll be back here on Monday. Until then, as always, stop by and see us anytime you want to on the World Wide Web at AL.com.